before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, um, we have a lot of little uh, things we're going to be talking about. Uh, I had a great weekend over the weekend uh, where I went to a wedding at Mar-a-Lago. And, wow, what an event. So we thought maybe Trump was going to walk through, but uh, uh, that didn't happen. Um he was on his way out to Nevada and then to Iowa, but uh, nevertheless, it was still a great event. Um, and uh, one of uh, the show hosts, C.L. Bryant, got married. And, uh, you know, so uh, congratulations to C.L. and Annie, and uh, also for throwing a fantastic wedding. Probably the nicest wedding I've ever been to. Mar-a-Lago is something else. It's worth more than eighteen million dollars, which gets me to the the you know the what are they doing to Donald Trump? I mean, how in the world can a judge just make up a number without any qualifications whatsoever and say that the property is worth eight hundred eighteen million dollars when he's got more revenue coming in than eighteen million? Any business, I mean, you basically. If your business is bringing in a hundred million dollars profit, it's worth more than eighteen million. They have um, memberships down there, at Mar-a-Lago, that are worth two hundred thousand dollars a year. Plus, you have to, you know, you have to buy a monthly stipend of a certain number, whatever that might be. It's not unlike any other club. Like in Philadelphia, they have a racket club and some other clubs. They have the union clubs, the pyramid clubs. And and when you are a member of these types of clubs, you pay an annual membership, usually somewhere in the neighborhood $20,000 a year. And you have to actually spend a certain amount of money, like $600 a month or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but um, they're different. 
depending on location. But with the Mar-a-Lago, it's, it's serious business. And if you're going to Mar-a-Lago to an event and you take an Uber or a Lyft, you're not going to be able to drive into the driveway. You're going to have to go through Secret Service and show a, a, a QR code uh, that gets you in, and then you have to walk down the driveway because <laughs> they don't let any Uber or Lyft into the into the facility. Just just FYI. So Matthew Perry passed away over died suddenly. Over the weekend, Matthew Perry from Friends, and he had battled with uh, drug addiction and alcoholism, but he had kicked the habit. And so that was kind of an interesting thing because they don't know how he died. He, he drowned in his jacuzzi? I don't really know how you drown in a jacuzzi. But his... His uh, aide, or whoever was in the house, left to run an errand. And here, you know, this surfaced. People were talking about it. On May 24th, 2021, Matthew Perry from Friends is wearing a T-shirt that said, Could I be any more vaccinated? And he tweeted this out while he was taking a picture of himself in this t-shirt. And it says, could I be any more vaccinated? Get your shot and then get your shirt. Shop the entire collection at represent.com slash Matthew Perry. Only available for a limited time. It was on um, May 24th, 2021. And a while later, somebody else tweeted, I'm sorry to hear about your sudden death soon. That was tweeted as a response to Matthew Perry's May 21, 2021 tweet. That was tweeted November 20th, 2022. Like, not yesterday. So the guy's Patriot's Halo says, I'm sorry to hear about your sudden death soon. And all of a sudden, Matthew Perry's dead, died suddenly. And you got to wonder, because there's a lot of talk now about the seriousness of these vaccines killing people. You know, I read another tweet that said, I'd rather be a conspiracy theorist than die of myocarditis. You know? Maybe maybe it's better off just being, a, you know, called dirty names. You're a conspiracy nut. So this other tweet says, Congress will never love you as much as they love war and hot stock tips. <laughs> That's a good one. Congress will never love you more than they love war or hot stock tips. Because that's all the Pelosi's and all the, you know, the insider traders, man. Look at Diane Feinstein's legacy that she left behind. Wars, money laundering. See, every time there's a war, there's money laundering. Period. End of story. 
If you want more aid, you're going to have to buy it. If I want to get another billion dollars for my war, I'm going to have to pay to get the billion. I'm going to give you a million so that I can get a billion. You get it? It's not rocket science. You give me a billion, I take 10% for the big guy, and I shave that off the top, and I put that back into Washington elite. Which is why I see nothing but cranes all around me in D.C. They're building buildings like left and right. It's the most prosperous place on earth. Because all the money in the world goes through Washington. And the United Nations. And Mike Lee, the senator from Utah, guess what? Is going to be pushing legislation in the Senate to defund the United Nations. I say, get the heck out of the United Nations. So the United Nations, WHO, we don't need to be financing that that tribal warlord, Tetros. I mean, that guy is a murdering thug who bows to China. And Bill Gates, the biggest funders, whether it's state funding or, well, actually, the United States was the biggest funder and probably still is. But other than us, it's China and it is Bill Gates from the private sector. Then, you know, over the weekend, you, you see all these all these parades, all these protests of these Palestinians in the streets. And they were showing how large these crowds are for the Palestinian groups in London. And I said to myself, I said, the one takeaway I have, because they're crossing this, you know, the Big Ben and the bridge, the biggest, you know, the main bridge in London. And this guy named Ben Freeman says, London, now, this is horrifying. How are Jews meant to stay in the United Kingdom? You know, with their Sharia law and, you know, stoning women to death for adultery. and Yeah, it's just a barbaric, right? They're a bunch of barbarians. And they're showing up in the millions I said the result of unmitigated radical and illegal immigration run by the United Kingdom globalist leaders, whether it's Boris Johnson or Rishi Sunak, who never got, never campaigned, never had a rally, does not represent the people. He's a billionaire. He's a globalist. Somehow, after Boris Johnson who was raised by his father, who uh, wants the population in the United Kingdom to drop from 75 million to 15 million or something like that. He's, they're all about the depopulation. At the same time, they're allowing open borders. And again, this is not like, why is it happening in the United States and in the UK all at the same time? If globalists knew what they were doing, right? If, if the World Economic Forum knew what they were doing, why are people moving away from their home? Where is their sense of pride? Does anyone care about where they live anymore? 
Does anyone love their family anymore? There's just a bunch of fighting age males migrating around the world on somebody else's dime, mainly yours. You're paying for it. You're paying for that hotel they're staying for, staying at in New York. You're paying for the Catholic charities who are getting paid for every, every, pop, every person that gets distributed throughout our country. And you're certainly paying the price with the rigged elections and the only way, area where you might even save, and I don't think it trickles down, is the slave labor profit margins that are gained and consumed and enjoyed by the corporations. Because they're not passing it down to the customer. Fr- frankly, they're not even allowed to because they're not, the, the profits are secret profits. They're not paying these people above board on, on the table. They're paying underneath the table. These people aren't even paying taxes. So where's the benefit to the United States? Where's the benefit to the retirees? That's one of the arguments they make. Oh, we bring these, we, we broaden the tax base with these illegals. Well, they're, they're, that's not even happening. So even the elderly are not benefiting. But, you know, the thing is, is that when we see this, the result of unmitigated radical and illegal immigration run by UK globalist leaders and London Mayor Sadiq Khan, who is a radical socialist Marxist Muslim, who benefit from corporate kickbacks in exchange for slave labor, middle class be damned as victims of rising violence and voter fraud. And that's what's happening in our country. That's what's happening in the UK. That's what's happening in every developing G7 Western nation that's run by a globalist, which are all of them. The Five Eyes partners, right? That's uh, New Zealand, uh, Australia, Canada, the United Kingdom, and the United States. All got together and waged a coup against incoming President Trump. Pushed this whole thing called the Russian hoax. Worked with GCHQ and MI6 and MI5 with Christopher Steele and pushed this whole nonsensical Russian hoax. Meanwhile, there was more money that went into the coffers of Hillary Clinton's campaign than Trump's from Russia. Because they wanted that puppet. Just like they got one now with Biden. So, you know, and here we are mired down in world war you can't tell me we're not in the World War III right now, right? With people dying all over the world in every which way. There's bioweapons, there's chemical weapons, there's missiles blowing up cities and hospitals. And somehow the globalists think that they're the smartest people in the room and they got it all figured out. And they're like, you know, and part of this too is, is, is we're trying to keep prices low and we're trying to make it affordable for people to live around the world. We're going through a period of time right now where it's the least affordable that we've ever, ever endured. The inflation is not what they're saying it is. It's, they're lying. It's, it's way higher. Like, it's, not, it's in the double digits higher. It's not 3.8 or 4.5 or whatever it is. Inflation, real inflation, like for milk and eggs and flour, Food and energy to keep warm, to avoid freezing to death. 
that 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 kind of inflation is in the triple digits. Triple digits. They just I just saw on Twitter a picture of a gas pump, one forty nine a gallon under the Trump years. It's probably cheaper than average, you know, but someone found that really and the same exact gas pump. They zoom in on it and now it was five dollars and nineteen cents or something like that. So I mean, you go from a buck fifty to five nineteen. And like I say, uh, there's there's this guy that has this YouTube channel, and we covered this last week, but where something he paid twelve ninety nine for, same exact, you know, bottle, is now like twenty four ninety nine, like double, a two hundred percent, or hundred you know hundred percent markup. It's crazy. These are things that are just so disproportionate to reality. And the media just lies. There's no, we have no media to protect us. And so then they, they, they censor us because we're speaking truth to power. And because we don't have a whole newsroom apparatus and sometimes we get it wrong, except not on this show, we've gotten it pretty right. But no, we get it wrong. You know, we, we don't have a whole fact checker we don't have editors and anchor men and news newsmen journalists you know who've who've been educated in the school of journalism we don't have any of that we're just scrapping for information on social media and they want to censor that and they say well you're a conspiracy theorist you just came up with that on your own no no we can prove it we can back it up we have the receipts with the biden crime family and yet monsters and manipulators in the media won't push back against someone like Jane Fonda who says this kind of crap. You, you can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the, everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. You can take <laughs> She could just say that. And no one's going to call her on it. I have no idea what, you know, it's just so obvious. It's two standards of justice, right? It's two standards. We have absolutely no idea why people who took five experimental vaccines in 24 months are dying suddenly. So ABC News posts this on October 28th over the weekend, right? Older adults who received last year's COVID booster and a high-dose version of the flu vaccine in the same visit. And I was at the doctor's recently, and I had to get, like, uh, shingles vaccine, second, the second shingles vaccine or whatever, and just routine stuff. And I go there, and they're like, oh, and you're still, you're due for the COVID, and you're due for flu, and you're due for pneumonia. I said... I don't do COVID, flu, and pneumonia. I never do. And I never will. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Older adults who received... <laughs> I've never been vaccinated for COVID. And I lost faith in flu 20 years ago when I was in the corporate world. Where they were giving them away and they never seemed to work. The years that I got the flu 
were the years I took the flu shot. And the years that I never got the flu, I never took the flu shot. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just different. But ABC News writes this. Older adults who received last year's COVID booster and a high-dose version of the flu vaccine in the same visit may have a potential increased risk of stroke. Mm-mm-mm. According to a new FDA-funded study, hover experts urge that these results were preliminary. They had to add that little part. Preliminary. So... Someone puts in you know, all these faces, ABC News, all these different news outlets. We have absolutely no idea why people who took five experimental vaccines in 24 months are dying suddenly. Hmm. This lady here is an independent voter. This is what she had to say. Now, she did say a little bit of an uncolorful word, not the F word, but something else. We're not going to probably listen to the whole thing. I hope. I avoid, because I don't know where that word is in terms of seconds. It's, I think we'll all survive if we hear it, but uh, I'm going to try my best to mute it. So if you followed me for a while, you know that I never stick up for Trump. I'm an independent, and I see things on both sides, and I see the positive and negative. Here's the deal, though. When you are spending so much money, time, and energy on trying to take somebody down, it makes me want to look at things differently. Trump is no longer the president, yet this current administration, pretty much majority of the time, blames everything on Trump, even though they've been the current administration for two years. The fact that they're spending so much, again, time, money, and energy on trying to take him down, I'm starting to feel like maybe everything that he said was true. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I mean, because I don't don't know uh, where some of these other words are, I think. You know, just be better off. But that was the crux of it right there. But it's very colorful, and it was well said, what she said. And she's basically uh, independent that's definitely voting for Trump. Now you get these morons over at C-SPAN that call in on the, the liberal line, right? And here's this libtard, Marine, no less, uh, retired Marine, and he calls in... Uh, about the main shooter, Robert Card, I guess is his name, the guy that was a shooter, a libtard, he's a liberal. And it's going around, you know, if we could just get rid of these liberal crazy shooters and these tranny shooters, it would be great because we probably wouldn't have these mass shootings nowhere near the number that we have. And every time they do it, they push their political agenda of gun control when it's so not the gun that's pulling the, its own trigger. It's the crazy dude behind it. And, you know, if you start to disarm like Kamala Harris wants to disarm Americans like Australia did. Well, the criminals, what the Democrats need to understand, and of course they do, but they're lying to you. You know, they can't be that stupid. Um, is the criminals are never going to cooperate with a gun swap or any of the, the, those things. They're going to always keep their guns. And now they're going to walk into a house. Once guns are outlawed somewhere along the way, they're going to walk into a house brazen, brave, until someone comes out with their own illegal gun and shoots them. Then then what? what? Who's going to get arrested? So you break into my house. Guns have been banned. You know, this is 
some weird light world we're living in, but we're, the gun is banned, and I decided never to do the gun swap, and I keep my gun, and some dudes break into my house thinking, okay, the world is defenseless against our guns, because we're evildoers, and we're criminals, so we're going to break into this dude's house and steal, and um, and next thing you know, I shoot the intruder. Now, I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life for killing somebody that broke into my house because I shot them with a gun that I wasn't illegally supposed to have. Give me a break. I mean, that's the world we're hitting. That's the slippery slope. That's, that's like, how do you square that? Right? It doesn't make any sense. So this was a creepy call. C-SPAN caller says the good thing about the killing in Maine is that they were all white people. Again, just crazy, crazy talk. But this is the liberal mindset. Start in California, though, up early. Larry, 29 Palms. Good morning to you, sir. Oh, good morning. Yeah, here's the good news about this killing. They were all white people. In Larry, other words, Larry, when you why shoot, would you say that that's good news? When you shoot blacks, Hispanics, and gays, nobody says anything. And now that you shoot white people, now there might be a change. we got to get rid of that semi-automatic weapon. I served 20 years in the United States Marine Corps. I know what that weapon does. So everybody that says anything about any law, if they don't get that semi-automatic weapon out of the hands of people, we're just going to continue this. So hopefully this is the last time we hear this. That's Larry out of California. Yeah, Larry from California. I can't believe that person's vote counts the same as mine. Can't believe it. It, It's sad. You know, and that's the other thing, too, is these people coming through the border that don't even know, like, anything about our history. Their vote neutralizes your vote. Every single time Biden imports one of these illegal voters... Your vote is wiped clean. Mm. So you know, basically, if you bring in 12 million people, you've just lowered. Think about it. It's basic math, right? If you bring in 12 million Democrat ballots, which is the way Democrats see these migrants coming through, right? They just see them as ballots. Corporations see them as cheap labor. Politicians see them as a, you know, way to get paid by the cartels and by the corporation, corporate donors, donor class, because they're greenlighting it and they're not doing anything about it. Build a stupid wall for crying out loud. Instead, we're spending billions of dollars on asylum processors and judges to get them in faster. And again... All 12 million of those are voting Democrat because they're not voting at all. Their ballot is, and a harvester knows where those ballots can be picked up, filled out, dropped off with a mask on, and they have 30 days leading up to an election to process all that. And then those votes only get counted after election night results are in as needed. So it's kind of crazy. 
And that's what we have right now. So 12 million votes, 12 million ballots come in. And all that does is it neutralizes 12 million votes, Republican votes. It neutralizes 12 million. And they're setting the narrative. They're saying that MAGA can't win. They're saying that Trump can't win, even though Trump's ahead in all the polls. And they're saying that because that's the lead up to, yeah, well, this is, we, the science didn't lie. We, we have the numbers and we knew, and we tried to tell you that you could have gotten a better candidate like DeSantis or someone else to win this election, but you chose the hard-headed way, getting Trump. Trump is a non-globalist. This whole election in 2024 is all about globalism. It's all about the climate scam. It's all about um, global tyranny and taking over your life with unelected officials like Rishi Sunak and a whole bunch of others and Klaus Schwab and Larry Fink all together making a new world order, a one world system of government unelected by the people to enforce control over you. And like I say, someone like Elon Musk is caught between, he's in a paradigm right now where he loves the green agenda because it helps him sell his Teslas, but he hates the 15-minute cities that say, you don't need a vehicle. You should own nothing and be happy. We're going to stack you up in a 15-minute city, and you're going to walk everywhere. You maybe take a bike if you want to get from point A to point B. You're not going on a private jet, and you're not going to go on a vacation anywhere soon. And you're going to like it. I like them apples. So um, there's a lot of trafficking going on and there's a lot of money in trafficking. Dear America, in case you missed it, the administration has no intention of closing the border. Don't believe me? Here, Here's Biden's border with a uh, wish list. 1.6 billion new asylum officers. 1.4 billion immigration judges. Border patrol agents. 4.4 billion, okay, with a B, Holding facilities. Okay, so it's 1.6 billion, 1.4 billion, 4.4 billion, all for processing. Fact, not even 10% of illegals qualifying for asylum. So why the push for so many asylum officers? I'll let you work out the math on that question. Wake up. So, you know, basically this is all about processing voters and slave labor, which makes the corporations, corporates, Corporate uh, owners are happy because of the profits they're going to get from the cheap labor. And it's going to make the politicians, specifically the ones who benefit from these voters, mostly mainly Democrats, they're going to be happy too. Should Alejandro Mayorkas, the United States Secretary of Homeland Security, along with Kamala Harris, face questions for treason for failing to protect America? from a mass invasion from our failed border security? I think so. Mike Johnson had something to say about Mayorkas. We're going to go ahead and take a listen to this clip right now. Let's see. The, wep- the weaponized... No. 
the weaponized no sir no sir the court found specifically it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants the Biden administration your agency the FBI or DHS not in the litigation they determined you made you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech so don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse you know uh, adversaries around the world I have to be honest and tell you I'm not sure exactly what you do at the Department of Homeland Security other than great harm. On your watch, the data is pretty clear. We've had record levels of illegal immigration, a rapid decline in deportations, skyrocketing fentanyl deaths across our country, and the Secret Service, which is a DHS component, can't determine who left cocaine at the White House. In the middle of all this, you created the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, which is a division of, 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 your, of DHS, and it's one of the Biden administration agencies that colluded with and coerced the social media companies to censor Americans' protected free speech online. That's specifically detailed in a 155-page court opinion that came out of the federal court in Louisiana in the landmark litigation of Missouri v. Biden. Have you read that court opinion? Uh, Congressman, uh, I have not. And um, uh, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor speech. Okay, well, that's the court found otherwise. And it's really curious to me, actually, it's quite alarming that you haven't read the opinion because your agency is listed in this opinion. The federal court looked at volumes of evidence over months of litigation, and they determined, among other things, that uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs, the states in this case are true, and, and hold on, the preliminary injunction was granted against your agency, sir and other Biden administration agencies, including the DOJ and FBI, the court said it involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. And you're telling me this opinion issued July 4th has not reached your desk? No one's briefed you on it? Oh, I have been briefed on the Missouri litigation. Okay, but you haven't taken the time to read it yet. Congressman, um... No, hold on. Have you read it or not? I have read parts of it, Congressman. Oh, parts of it. Did you read the parts where it said that this is Orwellian and dystopian and that your agency is involved in a massive cover-up of specifically conservatives free speech online congressman the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency is not involved in such conduct okay well the court found otherwise and you stand here under oath and you give us these answers that we know were not true because this is demonstrably untrue i'm suggesting to you that you're saying things to us under oath that are proven by the record to be untrue let me ask you about this specifically um cisa was created to uh, we call it the misinformation and disinformation subcommittee of cisa you familiar with that uh, MDM, the MDM subcommittee, is it, you're familiar with that? Congressman, I am very well aware of the threat of disinformation emanating from adverse nations. Are you familiar with the subcommittee? Just answer the question. I am. Okay. Does it still exist? Congressman, are you speaking of the... Does the MDM subcommittee still exist? Uh, I would have to get back to you on that. Okay. All right. Kind of a big deal in your agency. I'm sh uh, kind of shocked that you don't know the answer to that. Can you define what misinformation is? Congressman, uh, misinformation is false information that is disseminated uh, to... Uh, Excellent. Who determines what is false? Uh, Congressman, our focus... No, our who focus. determines what is false in your agency? Congressman, if you're going to pull something off the Internet and collude with a social media platform to make sure Americans don't see it, who determines what's false? Congressman, we don't do that. That's not true. That is not true. That is not what the court has found. This is not a Republican talking point. This is what the documents show. We've had people testify under oath that say, and you just define the term, you're telling me that you don't know who determines what is false? Congressman, what we do at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is identify the tactics 
that adverse nation states use to weaponize disinformation. Okay, what is disinformation? What is disinformation? Disinformation is inaccurate information. Who determines what's inaccurate? Who determines what's false? Do you understand the problem here? The reason the framers of our Constitution did not create an exception for, quote-unquote, false information from the First Amendment is because they didn't trust the government to determine what it is. And you have whole committees of people in your agency trying to determine what they, de they determine, they define as false or misinformation. That is not true. Well, then what is true? What we Please do enlighten us. Is what we do is we disclose the tactics that adverse nation states are utilizing to weaponize no, information. No, sir. No, sir. The court found specifically it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants, the Biden administration, your agency, the FBI, or DHS, not in the litigation. They determined you made, you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world, Congress. foreign actors. That's not true. Congressman, the, um, the Missouri case, the litigation to which you refer, is the, the subject of continuing litigation. But the facts were not disputed, and I so, so regret that I'm out of time. I hope I get some more yielded. I go back. That's your new Speaker of the House, man. He That was actually pretty pretty good. Uh, very, very powerful there. Um, here's another one. Uh, back in the day, November 18th, 2021, uh, Eric Swalwell is, tweets this. He says, is there an English translation for GOP leader McCarthy floor speech? Is there an English translation? And Speaker Mike Johnson said, you prefer it whispered to you in Chinese? <laughs> fang, 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 whispered. So here's another bit of hypocrisy. Uh, this is a series of Joe Biden uh, quips. As the walls close in on this man, and he's talking about President Donald Trump in 2020, I'm worried that, he is going to get us into war with Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. What a moron. The world has changed because what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot at stake in this election. The world is... So, I mean, we're in war with Iran. <laughs> the thing is about Trump, he never got us into any foreign wars. He pulled us out of wars. He opened up a can of whoop on ISIS, who is nothing but a mercenary group that didn't know how to fight a war. They were just raping and pillaging defenseless uh, towns that were disarmed uh, through gun control legislation in Syria and they were watching the pipelines and they were selling black market oil to try to hurt Russia. And Russia, you know, Syria is a puppet country of Russia. Russia's largest naval base outside of Russia is in Syria. Targus. And it's just, it's just, it is what it is. This oil going, now they were pretty much Syria, Turkey, 
But there was other groups and factions that were actually also piping oil down into Africa, which is the reason why they had to overthrow Mubarak and replace him with Morsi, who didn't work out so well. And then El-Sisi came in, and they never acknowledged El-Sisi as a leader. They said that was a defense coup, or that was a military coup to overthrow Morsi. Morsi was a coup that overthrew Mubarak, thanks to Obama. And then they murdered Gaddafi. And they ran Benghazi out of Libya and stole all of the all the all the value out of Libya. One of the wealthier nations in Africa and northern Africa at the time. And now it's, you know, everything the State Department uh did turned to turned to rubble. We're going to go ahead and take this call. Um, let's see. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, morning, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, first off, um, ISIS petered out because they weren't getting any more money from Obama. Um, and there's there's been a, like a, a common caveat that people have been using uh, when they speak about the abridgment of speech. Uh, I've even heard you use it many times uh, that, you know, you can't yell fire in a, in a crowded movie theater, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, so that's an example of a common sense uh, use of a restriction of speech, right? Yes. Okay, but see, the restriction of speech is not there. There's, you're not restricted from saying fire in a movie theater. That's if right. There's a fire. That's correct. Okay. So if you go into an empty movie theater and yell fire, is that against the law? Because never... the law that you're breaking <laughs> there is creating a panic. Right. That's the law you're creating. So when people use this as an example of a common sense <clears throat> use of abridgment uh, of speech, you're using it falsely. Right, because, okay, because, because I see your point, because it's a civil, civil disturbance would be sort of right, like... Right, it's causing yeah. a panic. It's, it's I see causing your point. a panic is what it is. Yes. So the mere act of saying, yelling fire, is not breaking the law. Okay, so it's not a freedom of speech issue. It's a creating a panic issue. Okay. I, I'm just, you know, it's, it's these little things that we, that we accept and repeat that are false things like even when Trump talks about our democracy. Okay. People need to understand the words that they're using. Okay. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, no, you know, we're, the, <laughs> I, I'm, but I, I think, your point is well received, but I mean, what is what is the main point that you're making? Well, the point is is that there is no such thing as wrong speech or right speech. I agree. Well, there's just well, speech. no, actually, and if act- you don't like hearing it, you don't need to listen. Actually, though, when the government speaks and, and puts out disinformation and lies flat out. Like, they're lying about Ukraine. You know, they're saying that Ukraine needs more money. But really what it is, is it's about money laundering. 
and it's about politicians voting for appropriating funds to Ukraine uh, that turn around and end up in their pocket through a bunch of inside-the-beltway lobbyist groups that have benefited and prospered from the Ukrainian money that came out of your pocket as a taxpayer and are finding their way back into the pockets of the politicians who keep greenlighting more and more spending because it's a great way to launder money and, and enrich themselves. To me, yeah, well, we all know that that's the, fraud. The, the, the entire system is just infested with corruption and crime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what we can do about it, but... I, I think I the problem the is too big too big to fix. And, you know, Trump, you know, Trump scratched the surface. Do you think it's possible that if a president, Trump or whoever, is it possible for a president to completely, uh, like, just lay off the entire federal government, every agency, and start over from scratch? Well, it's funny you say that, because over the weekend I read this tweet, and it says, they said, what, uh, what government department would you get rid of if you could? And... I thought about it and I thought we don't need we we only need like 25% of the state department. We we don't need the CIA. I don't think they're doing that great of a job. The Department of Education and the Department of Energy is working against the people, indoctrinating our children. Um the Department of Health has done nothing but lie to us. The FDA rubber stamps on on the basis of kickbacks. You know, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, it's like at some point. None of them. None of them. They all got and, go. and the IRS, we shouldn't be taxed. You know, there should be a flat-based sales tax of some sort, you know, where where it's just consumption tax or something to that effect, which is fair. Well, yeah, because then you would absorb everybody that that's here. I mean, yeah, including visitors. the illegal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no more of this paying your fair share crap. Right. And then this whole thing around April 15th that happens every year is ridiculous. You have to be yeah, almost well, like a lot preparation. The tax preparation uh, 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 industry is, is, is uh, has a big voice in that. Yeah, they have lobbyists. Yep. Yeah. You know, and you, you, were, you were talking earlier about, um, uh, I forgot what it was, but it, something that popped into my mind. Have you ever investigated the um, banning of lead paint? No, no, I've never looked into. I don't know anything about that. Because hmm. it's uh, it's it's been said that the banning of lead paint was actually uh, in preparation for all the five G and the and the Wi Fi because the the signals won't penetrate lead. That's uh, that's over my head. I, I'd have to read up on that stuff. I, I don't know anything about it. But, hey, mm-hmm. we got to roll on okay. with the show. But thank you for calling in today. All right. All right bye. Take care. Bye. All right. Okay. So we're going to continue on here, onward and upward. Um, here's another clip. This is Judy Woodruff. <laughs> you said yesterday, you've said it again now, it's dangerous. The former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike Mullen, said over the weekend that the United States has never been this close, as close as it is now, to nuclear war. This is January 2018, Biden once again. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I do. Um, And that's why I think that uh, 
What I worry about, and I've worried from the beginning, is about fundamental miscalculations. This is not a business deal. This is not who builds the next skyscraper. This is not about my uh, telling my subs I'm not going to pay them. This is a totally different dynamic. You said yes. God, what a what a what a hypocrite, right? Now we're in wars in in every area of the world. Ask, ask the question. How many of you today are concerned there's a for the first time in your career a genuine possibility of a nuclear war? In January, it would have been about 1%, and they would have thought it would occur if only if ISIS got a hold of a nuclear weapon or an accident occurred. Folks, this breaking down of the international and national norms... Norms. ...is the glue Listen to that holds the liberal world order together and holds together The liberal world order. Don't that mess with it. That is what is being attacked now. And that's what's most dangerous. And you know who he was sitting there with? John Kasich. <laughs> the so-called Republican that hated Trump with a passion. And this was October 2017. So much dis- That's disinformation right there. And then here is a medley of Trump is going to start World War III. This is the whole media apparatus going against President well, we're Trump. We're on the brink of World War III. Where are they now, by the way? Where are they now? Because Donald Trump took the worst possible option given to him in a slideshow. In this country, we have begun to overestimate the dangers of impeachment and underestimate the dangers of a deranged president retaining control over a nuclear hyperpower. We cannot wait around while Donald Trump is in control of the nuclear weapon. Your objection <laughs> to potentially going into World War III cannot be procedural. Biggest danger of the Trump presidency is that we are always just a Trump whim away from nuclear war. They say it's World War III, but I'm looking out my window, it's very quiet in those smoking craters out there. Has to be told that it's his job to avoid World War III. One Democratic congressman uh, sent me a note this evening and say this president wants this war. A future administration needs to find a way to put an end to the forever wars. They're in a new normal, and the new normal is That was Buttigieg, war. by the way. There's a you know, big difference between... This is Anthony Blinken. Wars, uh, ...which he wants to do responsibly. And what seems to be President Trump's rather itchy Twitter finger. The objective needs to be uh, to end the forever Susan wars. Rice. If Congress does not want to go to war, now is the time to start putting restraints on this president. And again, they've been Eric Swalwell. all the way. Maybe it's because Bernie we're going to take on the military-industrial complex. And, and so they're basically accusing Trump of something he didn't do. As they always do. And he's the only president that didn't get us into a war. And these monsters are still keep their job. They're still making millions. Talk about lies and deception and disinformation. This is the world we're living in. This is a tricky world. We have to navigate these waters. It's insane. So, Josh Hawley, you're facilitating the largest child child trafficking ring in American history. Let's take a listen to this. 
Ms. Marcos, you testified a moment ago to Senator Butler that every child gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Is that correct? Yes. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes? They are operating heavy machinery. They are delivering delivering meals. They are harvesting coffee. They are working construction. They are working as housekeepers. They are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid. They are not going to school. They are not cared for. They are not giving meals. Almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no. Yes. Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations? Senator ORR. Uh, That's a yes or no, I think. I, Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and, yes, sex traffickers? 85,000 children whom you have no contact with? And your answer is we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a hundred years, a century. Do you do home visits in all cases? You can actually see where these children are are being released, whose care you're putting them in? We do not do home visits in all cases. Senator, I'd really like the opportunity to talk about what we Let's look at what the secretary said to you. Mr. Becerra, the secretary, told the ORR director, that's you, right? Extraordinary times call for extraordinary people. Yes. That if she could not increase the number of discharges, he would find someone who could. That if Henry Ford had run his plants like this, he would never have become famous and rich. This is not the way you do an assembly line. Get the kids out, run them through, get them out to those sponsors, those traffickers. Why didn't you resign when he said this? Do you think that this is morally acceptable? I mean, he just, it's a beat down, right? It's absolute children and assembly line, right? Like products. That's exactly how they're looking at these people coming across the border. Nicole Sapphire writes this, my kids sent, uh, my kids' school sent a note saying they can wear Halloween costumes to, well, that's it. That's, I want to finish this one. So she says, my kids' school sent a note saying they can wear Halloween costumes to school tomorrow as long as they don't cover the face because it will hinder the learning environment. I was waiting for the punchline at the end of the end, but apparently they didn't see the irony in their message. The kids sent a note saying that they can wear a Halloween costume to school tomorrow as long as it doesn't cover their face. The same people that made mandating mandated a mask says it'll impede their learning environment, hinder their learning environment. Wow. These people obviously don't see the madness. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out how find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Make a donation to keep Scott Adams Show commercial free. Use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.